VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then the They'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour number two on a Meat Friday. Meathead James Vanderbeek, a.k.a. Ross Tucker, filling in the rather large shoes of one Dan Patrick. Two more hours to go. The first hour was an absolute blast. You guys are awesome. Everybody watching on Peacock, everyone listening on Fox Sports Radio, Love everybody on Chat Row. Shout out Chat Row. They love when I do that. Uh, you can hit us up, by the way, danpatrick.com or I'm rostucker.com at DP Show on Twitter. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. The phone number, I'd like to get to some calls at some point, 877 3 DP Show. I know a lot of you guys listen to it later because I always get those tweets later. I like that on my drive back to central Pennsylvania. I appreciate that. If you like podcasts, check out mine when you're not listening to Dan. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. So we had two pieces of breaking news already this morning. By 10 a.m., Cam Newton signs with the Patriots, and the UVA-Georgia Tech game canceled. Georgia Tech in the ACC Championship as a result of a positive COVID test for the Cavaliers. The one thing I want to say about Cam, we'll have Frank Isola in about 20 minutes. There's a lot to get to with Frank, whether it's the Patrick Ewing stuff, which we'll talk about momentarily, or my disdain for the Brooklyn Nets. But the one thing I think is so interesting about Cam is every single person that is tweeting about this is going out of their way to say the Patriots are not done at the quarterback position. It's a little much, right? Like, okay, let's pretend you're the Patriots. If you're not done at the quarterback position, would you really want to tell everybody, hey, make sure they know we're not done. Make sure they they know we're still going to get somebody else. I I mean, are you doing that to appease the fan base? 
or because it's really what you're going to do. And if it's really what you're going to do, since when in the history of Bill Belichick do you tell all the insiders what you're going to do? It seems to me, contrarian theory alert, one may say against the grain, that the Patriots aren't going to get another quarterback. They just want everybody to think that they are. What do you guys think? Any chance the Patriots could be going like double reverse psychology where they actually tell you what they're doing? Oh. Because you doubt, you think they're lying to you. Like Princess Bride. Right. Like you think, so I think, think you think think that I think that you think that I think. Yes. Nice reference. Is that another 80s reference? Great reference. I was born in 79, by the way. I don't know why I'm such an 80s dude. I you was and born Fritzy in 79. Should, you and Fritzy should roll together on a road trip. What year did you go to college, Paulie? Uh, a lot of them. I went to college for a lot of years. I graduated in 93. Okay, so but you, you're you a child of the 80s. Oh, yeah, sure. All the 80s movies, John Hughes movies. Incredible. Yeah. I, I think objectively, the 80s was better than the 90s. Everybody thinks that their decade that they were 15 to 22 was the greatest decade. Incorrect. I, that's 90s for me. Well, well, let's say okay, 12 to 20. Incorrect. That's 90s for me. I liked from when I was 0 to 11, the 80s. Nice. 80s is where it's at. By the way, the 80s is when the New York Knicks drafted Patrick Ewing. See that segue? That was nicely you guys done. Don't, you guys don't pay me enough for stuff like that. The 80s are when, are when the, the New York Knickerbockers, how many people, by the way, don't know that Knicks is short for Knickerbockers? Like if we polled the audience, how, what percentage of people nationally know that Knicks is short for Knickerbockers? Fritzy. I would say you'd be surprised. A lot of people probably don't know that, especially as you go further west. Unless you're like a, a big fan, there's probably a lot of people that think the Knicks are the Knicks and that there's no other name for them. Can I get a number, Fritzy? I'm going to say 30% don't know that they oh, are. Oh, it's the higher than that. You think so? McLovin? I say 58% do not know. Seton? 7% don't know. I think most people do. You think 93% know that they're the New York Knickerbockers? Honestly, it's really something I've never given any thought to, and I'm like, uh, 7% maybe. See, I, 250 million people in our country didn't even watch the Super Bowl. Correct, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you think they know that it's the New York Knickerbockers? I'm, uh, you know what? I'm actually going to guess that 40% of the staff that works for the Knicks don't know that it's short Ooh, for Ooh, see, that was a good segue, too. In case you didn't hear... Patrick Ewing is now the head coach of Georgetown, his alma mater. They had a huge win yesterday. They beat the number one seed, Villanova, at Madison Square Garden, where Ewing played for, what, 15, 16 seasons, 85 to 2000. And yet, this is what he wanted to talk about after the game. But I do want to say one thing, though. They, I, I thought this was my building, and I feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. I, everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. And I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. Like I, I was like, what the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden? I'm going to have to call Mr. Dolan and say, geez, is my number in the rafters or what? All right, so there's a lot here. I got to tell you, there's a lot here. First of all, nobody is accosting Patrick Ewing. I mean, let's see what, let's see, let's look at the definition of accosting. Isn't accosting like you're putting hands on someone? Do you need to put hands on someone to be accosted? 
Yes. Uh, there's oh. a lot I'd like to know here. Was he asked for his pass once when he first walked in the building or multiple times as he's prepping for his game and going down the hall to the bathroom or to get something to eat or drink? Was he being asked, sir, do you have your pass? Sir, do you have your pass? It sounds like it wasn't just the first time he walked in the building and they asked for everyone's pass. Can I, can I, yeah, go ahead, Seton. So to accost yeah. one person, uh, <laughs> it means approach and address someone boldly and aggressively. Okay. Someone boldly and aggressively approached I, I, Patrick Ewing? I don't think that they approached him, but I think that they aggressively said, where's your pass? It's a good word by you. That's a Georgetown word right there by Patrick Ewing. So I have not heard anybody else say this, and I'm curious to get your opinions on this. How about just wear your pass? No, he wasn't wearing a pass. He, he wouldn't complain about them asking for a pass, Paul, if he was wearing a pass. Here's my, here's my thing. I broadcast 27 games this year, right? 13 college for CBS, 14 NFL radio for West one. Like you need a pass Once I mean, you, not, in, in, in the past, in, in the post September 11th era and in the COVID, like you need a pass. You, well, you got to have a pass. Once these guys get in the building, you don't need a pass. Mike Krzyzewski doesn't wear a pass in the building around the building. No, they wear their suits and ties. I've been in buildings. The coaches don't wear passes. They get in the building with a pass. They go through security like everybody else. But if you watch Pat Ewing on the sideline yesterday, he didn't have a pass on. Mike Krzyzewski doesn't wear a pass. Uh, a lot of times they have it in their pocket. That's fine. Maybe in their pocket. Understandable. But they're not walking around the building with a, a, a thing jangling from their thing. They but don't my, do my, that. My point is, it's very easy for everybody to say, he's Patrick Ewing. It's the garden. you got to be kidding me. He's Patrick Ewing. Like, so, okay, he last played for the Knicks 20 years ago. Now, I think, by the way, if I was working security at Madison Square Garden, if you're seven feet tall, I would assume you belong. If, if you're seven feet tall, I'd be like, okay. But these people are just doing their jobs. I never get, look, I never get mad at these people. And I'm not comparing myself in any way, okay, to Patrick Ewing. Not in any way. But like if I'm in a Bills game, okay, where I played several years, if they ask me for my pass, I'm not like, you don't know who I am? Dude, I started, I started, I started 17 games at center and left guard. What if they asked for Jim? What if they asked for Jim Kelly's pass? As he walked back into the stadium. You think Jim Kelly has to go through security like you have to go through security when he walks back into the Bills stadium? Yes. Jim Kelly? I think Jim Kelly has to show a pass. I think Jim Kelly has like a lifetime pass, and he just shows it. Sure. It's, it's really easy to just show that these people are just doing their job. And by the way, yes, Patrick Ewing is a legend, but dude, he hasn't played there in 21 years. I mean, the, the person's security guard might be a 25-year-old. They're supposed to know that out of all these tall men walking around, that that guy was awesome when they were five, Seton? And you know, that 25-year-old that you're talking about that's doing the job, whether they're 25 or 85 and doing the job, they might not even like sports. They just want a paycheck because yes, it's their job. Correct. They couldn't care less about the Knicks or Georgetown or basketball or whatever. They're there to get a paycheck because they need a job. And, and, and listen, they are told everybody has to have a pass. Don't let anyone pass here unless they have a pass. And by the way, their boss could be watching them. And if they let somebody go with that, like you let that guy go without a pass. What's going on? I will say this, though, and I have experience doing this. If you ever are going to an event and you want to try to go somewhere where you're not supposed to be, you got to act like you own the place. You don't make any eye contact with the security folks at all. You walk by them. So confidently, you give the air off of like, 
if this person stopped me, they'll probably be fired because I'm that important. Like if you if you ever go somewhere in life, you're trying to get like backstage or something, you don't hesitate. You don't look at security. You don't make eye contact. You walk by like the, everybody's there for you. You walk by like you're Mick Jagger and you just walk by like this. They still might stop you, but that's your best chance. Seton. And you could put what you need to have is a bunch of stuff, preferably on a carabiner. Right. And like a bunch of other tags or something and keys that jingle. Yes. And you be like third or fourth in a line of people going through and you just hold up that jangly thing. And they're like, yeah, OK, 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 OK. Just roll right through. I, you know, see, when I, I love high school sports. So sometimes when I want to go to like a high school event and like be where I want to be, I will put my Super Bowl credential on around <laughs> my neck. <laughs> Because <laughs> they look at me like, you know, these high school reporters have like these little whatever passes. I'll have the Super Bowl press pass Lombardi trophy. around my yeah. neck. I'll just walk in. Like, they're not going to stop me. You're like Atlanta. Like, what? What, what, what do you think? You, you think I'm a, a, a weirdo that just wears this for the heck of it? I, I'm a very important person. Go ahead, Paulie. A bunch of years ago, Super Bowl, we were working at ESPN Radio with this, I guess, Jacksonville was the Super Bowl to host. And we were allowed to do, uh, we had tailgate passes for the Super Bowl. We had the big, you know, the big lanyard and the big plastic thing with all the passes and all the colors. And myself and Sean Salisbury, and they were going to walk everybody out of that area. We did not have credentials to go into the game. We did not. But you couldn't tell the difference. One was red, one was green, one was purple, one was yellow. So what Sean and I did, we just kind of waved our passes in the air, walked by some 17-year-old who was at the gate. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we walked right in, and we didn't have credentials for the game. Just acted like we knew we were supposed to be there, like you said. It's funny. I, I had a guy on uh, Football Feedback this week. It's the YouTube show, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. He said his dad was an usher at the Bills stadiums in the mid-90s. That's back when all they did was rip tickets. So his dad would tell him which entrance to go to, and he would just have a piece of paper. He would just have a piece of paper. And he would give it to the guy, and the guy would rip it, and he would just walk in. Remember those days, dude? Yes, Paul. Going back to the, the Ewing situation, I think this is kind of comparable. About five years ago, Dan Patrick, our host, was invited back by uh, Scott Van Pelt to be a guest on his first late-night sports center show. It was a holiday. It was, I think it was a Labor Day weekend. There was nobody on the ESPN campus. The PR people for ESPN were going to meet us at the gate and walk Dan in to be on yeah. Van Pelt's show. We got there a couple minutes early. Dan walks in the, the security gate. There's some 22-year-old kid working at the security gate. He had no idea who Dan Patrick was. He did not have a heads up that Dan Patrick was coming. And he goes, he goes, can I get your ID and your name? And he goes, Dan Patrick. And he goes, okay. And he goes, who are you here to see? He's Scott Van Pelt. He goes, okay. He goes, I'll I'll call up for you. And the kid had no idea who Dan was. And Dan was not bothered by it all. He thought he thought it was funny that the kid had no idea who it was. And then the people came down and they walked Dan in. And Dan had a visitor's pass like any other visitor. He didn't get to cut the line or go through anybody. And he wore it on the air with Van Pelt. But it's a similar situation. You think. Dan Patrick, he doesn't have to wait in line at security to go back to ESPN. He absolutely did. Well, and that's the point, too, is like, what's the cutoff, right? Like, does John Starks, like John Starks, could he get mad that he gets stopped? He's shorter. He's not Patrick Ewing. I mean, you know, I, I just think there's, here's the other thing I think is really bad about this, just in my mind. I think that was Ewing's best win as a coach. I mean, they beat the number one seed Villanova in the Big East tournament. And all we're talking about is the fact that he got stopped by the security people. I, I think now on the one hand, you could say tactical error by Ewing to take the attention off of what his team did. On, on the other hand, though, we're all talking about Georgetown basketball 
and we're all referencing that they won the game against Villanova while talking about Ewing, Fritzy. I think it's ridiculous that Patrick Ewing was given a hard time. I don't care if you're 18 or 93 doing security, do a little homework. I don't know. Not that you would know. You should know what Patrick Ewing looks like, even with a mask on. And if I'm Patrick Ewing, even if he comes across as egotistical, my pass is up in the rafters. And I point to the Ewing 33, hang above uh, Madison Square Garden, and go, that's my pass. And then I walk by that guy. For him to feel accosted, Patrick Ewing at Madison Square Garden. I, I love this. Can you imagine the guy... Seaton, that's head of security at Madison Square Garden. All right, guys, uh, you're going to get $10 an hour. I want all of you to do a lot of homework because if any <laughs> former Knicks come through, you got to be able to identify them. Yes, this is what Alan Houston Fr- looks Fr- like. Fritzy wants them to do homework. Homework. They're getting they're getting hourly rate to, to just make sure people have the head coach just of one of the your, teams just playing in the game pass, is Patrick okay? Ewing. I mean, just wear your pass. I wear my pass. Wear your pass, Seton. Didn't Charles Oakley just get into a fight like two years ago at Madison Square Garden and he got thrown out? <laughs> yeah, but that was different. He was like yelling at somebody or something, right? I mean, it wasn't like... I'm just was... saying, they keep uh, former Knicks are keeping Madison Square Garden security pretty busy. I will say this. Charles Oakley's not a guy that I would choose to mess with. Yes, Paulie. Here's what I think. Patrick Ewing should do. I know he's a coach of Georgetown, but he should show up to the arena tonight in his full New York Knicks uniform. Warm up, knee pads, elbow pads, everything. Old school Patrick Ewing walk in. As, I'm being facetious, but that'd be great if he did that. I there was, I, I thought hard about wearing my high school basketball jersey today. I almost <laughs> That would have been great. Just because of March Madness. Here's why I didn't do it. Uh, it's like that old material, right? And I don't want to be the person that wears the T-shirt underneath. That's like what people like McLovin did in high school. You can't wear the T-shirt underneath the jersey. But McLovin, Patrick Ewing uh, did. McLovin, uh, no, he didn't. Yes, they invented it. What's that? Oh. Patrick Ewing's the first player to ever wear a T-shirt. Okay, the, but he didn't wear it at the Knicks. Right, right. But because the ice was cold at Landover, he had a real reason. No, I wore it to cover up my scrawny chicken leg arms. Right, exactly. No, dude, you don't do that. Don't you know that right before you run out of the locker room, you bang out 20 push-ups? Close grip, wide grip. You you might even want to listen to Let's Hear It For The Boy while you're doing it. Yeah, okay. go ahead, Seton. So what you have to understand, though, is that for some of us, you could do 300 push-ups before the game. It's not going to change your scrawny arms. You know what I mean? Some of yeah, us but at the- least gets you the best pump you can have. It's very important to start that game. Who even knew in high school, I know I didn't, that you do them close close and further apart. To me, there was just push-ups. Oh, no, I knew that. Yeah, well, you close were an athlete. Close more for your tricep. It's very important. Yeah. When, you're, when you're at the foul line and you're like winking at a cheerleader, you got to have the arms going a little bit. I mean, <laughs> you got to have a little something going. Did that throw off your shot, though? That would that would be a concern. The push-ups. Not really. And it was worth it. <laughs> I mean, may, maybe a little bit. I, Frank Isola is going to kill the Knicks for this, isn't he? He's going to kill MSG and the Knicks. He's going to absolutely kill them. I just think... Look, I know everybody is saying this is crazy. I just, I feel bad for the poor security guy. I mean, the security people are just doing their job and they're, they're getting all yelled at. I don't know. I don't know if it's a good move or a bad move for Ewing to make it a big deal. We are talking about his program and their win a lot more. Speaking of winning, where other vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond. From their customization options and cutting-edge tech to their five-star sales, service, and financial support crew, Mercedes-Benz vans are the best. They're awesome. Mercedes-Benz vans are built 
I tried to. I tried to. You're not being you here. You just jumped in, into I, your own I, impression. Well, I tried to. <laughs> I wanted to beat head off Paulie at the pass. Equipped and engineered to be ready for anything. How great is that? So go the extra mile by taking that all important first step. The spare tire looks like a chocolate donut. I would house a chocolate donut right now. Into <laughs> an authorized dealership. To, you guys get a discount? Those vans are amazing. Give me a discount or something. Get a code like Dan Patrick. Get some. <laughs> those vans are amazing. I know people with a bunch of kids too. They would love those vans. Seriously, I'd have more kids if they give me a free van. I'll have more <laughs> just to get the van. That's how I roll. Uh, we roll to the break. Frank Isola. Let's talk the Nets. I, I, is anybody tweet me during the break at Ross Tucker NFL? Does anybody really rooting for the Nets? If you're rooting for the Nets, I want you to give me an explanation why on Twitter. At DP Show, at Ross Tucker NFL. It's 19 minutes past the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. Want to hear something amazing? Who wouldn't want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. Now, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. 99%. Might as well say 100% at this point. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. We were just talking about spring training, playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball, and I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here! Paulie used to be a beer vendor. I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium, and I slung Miller Lite. So I was just throwing them out there. Okay. Not literally. Okay. But just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes. Not the crack of the bat. Which is better, crack of the bat's crack of the beer? Oh, I'd crack of the beer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> 
Miller Lite. It tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should, too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer. Everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. You know what I did last summer? I went to Italy, and it was awesome. And you know what I did before that that was even more awesomer? I downloaded the Viator app and I set up a bunch of great experiences for me and my family to enjoy. Like, we knew we were going to Rome, so I booked a day trip, a walking tour of ancient Rome. It was absolutely fantastic. We were heading up after that to Cinque Terre. I booked a boat cruise for the day, checked out all five villages. It was absolutely gorgeous. Speaking of gorgeous, uh, the captain of the boat that we were on was an absolute stud. He looked like his abs had been chiseled from the god Jupiter's own stomach. He was just an absolute piece of art. And you know what? If my wife had left me that day, uh, I would have been okay with it. Babe, you know what? You deserve happiness like that. Uh, So, fellas, just a heads up. uh, Check your captains. Uh, Anyway, I digress. Viator is a website and an app where you can book travel experiences uh, like the ones I just described. Uh, They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. There's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation and payment options and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use the code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking on the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences, you'll remember. Do more with Viator. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is unbelievable. I am convinced it's because I'm here today. More breaking news. More breaking NFL news. Tom Brady, according to the mothership's Adam Schefter, has signed a four-year deal with the Bucks. Four-year extension, which will keep him with the team until he's 48, except it voids to one year. <laughs> yes, Paul. It's a bit confusing. We had to read over a little bit. Basically, he was signed just for next year. Now it appears that Brady is for sure signed for the 2021 and 2022 seasons. 
and there's like an, an option for the next one. Well, no, everybody's doing these voidable years because the cap went down. Right. So they're they're confirming him for 2022, and they are spreading out the cap money so that they have more cap money to try to get Shaq Barrett back. That's what they're doing. And this is the same exact day, just minutes ago, that the Patriots extended a special teams player with a three-year deal. So that's very equal. I love, no. I love, I love that like an hour after the Patriots signed Cam Newton, you got to know Brady called up the Bucks. like, let's, let's do it now. Let's do it now. Let's announce it now. Let's not even give Cam Newton 45 minutes in the, uh, in the cycle, in the media cycle. So I haven't talked to this guy in a while. But he's a buddy. He's an absolute stud. Frank Isola, the Nets studio. I didn't know Frank was the Nets studio host. He can't say anything bad about him now. He's the Nets studio <laughs> host for Yes Network. Now, why, you got to give me somebody objective, Fritz. You can't, he can't say. <laughs> I know. I love Frank too much. He's, the, he's your guy. Oh, my God. He, he probably has more jobs than I do, which is hard to do. Nets studio host on Yes. Sirius XM NBA Radio, the starting lineup host. ESPN around the horn and PTI contributor. And at some point, Frank and I were on the same show. I have no recollection when that was or what show it was, but I know we were on. Frank, it's Ross Tucker. How you doing, buddy? Ross, I'm doing really well. I think we did SNY. It was either SNY or maybe a show on NBC. And I think back then it was probably more than 10 years ago. And I think you said that Tom Brady will be done after this year. I can't see him playing <laughs> beyond 30. I think that was your call, if I remember correctly. I, I don't know if I said that. Uh, I, I do want to get your thoughts. Look, I wanted John, Frank. I can't stand the Nets, everything about them. Now, truth be told, like McLovin, I'm a Sixers fan. So we'll get into that yep. in a second, okay? But... I do need to start with the Patrick Ewing news because nobody knows, you know, James Dolan, Madison Square Garden, the inner workings of the Knicks, everything better than you. What is your just initial reaction to the Ewing comments yesterday? I'll give you a blank slate. Well, I think, first of all, I think Patrick was a little tongue in cheek. And I also think that after you win a game like that and every two he's walking and every two steps, he's getting asked to show his ID. I get how that could be frustrating, but the security guards are being told to check everybody. And in this world that we're living in with COVID, I'm sure they want to be worried about which groups of people are moving into a different area. I get all that. I'll tell you this years ago, they had a rule at Madison square garden where they said, no one, unless you have a pass, could you get to certain areas? James Dolan, who owns the place, rolled up, and there was a security guard there at the booth and would not allow him to pass. And he got upset, but the security guard, again, was just following the rules that he was given. I, to me, it wasn't that big of a deal. I think Patrick was excited that they beat Villanova, and he probably thought it was annoying that he kept getting stopped. Ross, if you go to Staples Center, the security guards there wear red coats. To get back to the locker room, you have to bypass three levels of security to show your pass. You know how many times I've walked into the locker room and the final security guard will say, well, look at the pass, and I'll say to him, how do you think I got this far? You think I'm James Bond? <laughs> I had to pass four different guys just to get here. You know I'm legit at this point. All right, so here's a question, Frank. NBA coaches, right? Because obviously the players are the players, but NBA coaches, where do they have the pass? Like in, a po in their pocket, right? They have a pass, right? Yeah, and it also, too, everyone's wearing kind of the same, uh, you know, now everyone's wearing kind of the same uniform, so it's not an issue for NBA games, but a lot of times the coach will walk off the court with a security guard. They don't get stopped. You know who ends up getting stopped a lot of times? 
undersized NBA players trying to get into the player's entrance at games. Because the security guard will say, uh, you don't play for the team. Say a guy like Carson Edwards on Boston, who is like 5'11". You could see a security guard saying, you don't belong here. Patrick Ewing, I, I'm surprised that the security guards didn't know who they were, but I have sympathy for this is probably their second job, right, to make ends meet. And they're told, check everyone's pass. That's what they're doing. All right, so was it a smart move by Ewing because – we're talking about it and Georgetown hoops so much and the fact they beat Villanova or bad move because it's overshadowing the fact that he probably got his best win as a college coach. Yeah, that, that, that is a fair point. Again, I think in the euphoria of the moment, you have a million things going through your head. You, you just beat Villanova. You're going to get prepared to play either Seton Hall or St. John's. Obviously, that result hadn't been decided yet. And you have a million things on your mind. You're walking through the building where you played, and every two feet you're getting stopped. It's it's the kind of thing that the average person isn't going to be upset with. I think Patrick, again, and I've known Patrick for a long time, I thought it was a little tongue-in-cheek, his post-game interview, which obviously became a big story. Right now, we know how good the Nets are. We know how talented they are. Has it made a difference among the fans? Like, is there anybody that you know of, Frank, personally, that is now a Nets fan that wasn't previously? I I think, Ross, I think what's happened is I think locally in New York, the Knicks are still the team. The Nets have become a bigger team nationally because of James Harden, former MVP, and then, of course, for Kevin Durant. You know, Harden they traded for, he's already played more games as a Net than Kevin Durant has had has played. Durant didn't play last year. He's only played 19 games this year. But to your point, they're just an exciting team to watch. And doing the games is fun, especially when Durant was out there, because everyone knows that Kevin Durant is great. But when you see him all the time and he's playing, you have a greater appreciation for just how good he is. And the Nets, I'm watching the game. You know, I did the game last night and Boston is a good team and the game was competitive. And you catch yourself at some point thinking the Celtics are going to have no chance to beat the Nets if Kevin Durant comes back and is healthy, he's no one in the East. I I don't think could beat them four to seven times. And really Durant is like, that's off the charts. Harden is brilliant. And then if Kyrie Irving, who is up and down, if he's going to play like that engaged on both ends of the court, it makes the nets that much better. All right. We're talking with Frank Isola. He's got a ton of jobs, including being (laughs) a net studio host on. Yes. You can check out his show. Here on Sirius I'm now a homer and a shill. Yes, it's the starting lineup. So here's the deal, though, Frank. First of all, I don't like super teams. And look, we've had that argument. A lot of people know that. A lot of people don't like super teams. and But especially this one. You know, Kyrie Irving is not a likable guy. Harden, in particular, the way it ended in Houston, does not seem like a likable guy. Even Kevin Durant, Frank, I'm kind of like, nah, I don't know. You know, the burner account and couldn't beat him in Oklahoma City, so it goes out to Golden State. Are there are they a likable team, or is this one of the most unlikable teams we've ever seen? I'll say this about James Harden, and I did not agree with the way that he handled his exit in Houston. I, I didn't like that at all. And you had a, a young coach in Steven Silas waited a long time to get that job, fellow Ivy Leaguer like yourself, and I didn't like that. He showed up for camp out of shape. He showed up late. Harden did. So to me, that was unprofessional. But since he's gotten to Brooklyn, the one thing about him, and this has been true throughout his career, the guy loves to play basketball. So he lives the life of a single guy. So he enjoys all the trappings of being a rich single guy. But when it comes to playing, he loves to play basketball. He's been incredibly unselfish. He looks to get other guys involved. And Kevin Durant is the same way. Kevin Durant 
very rarely makes takes a bad shot. He's unselfish. He defends. Kyrie Irving, I could see it because Kyrie's going to say things that are going to make you roll your eyes. Last night after the game, he said, I'm always about playing on the big stage. Well, hang on a second. Last year, the Nets went down to Orlando. You didn't go. So there was a big (laughs) stage last last year. In the summer, you decided not to go down there. I get it. Maybe the, the league needs a team to be the villains, and maybe that could be the Brooklyn Nets. But I'll say this. In terms of the way that they play, especially Harden and Durant, they're likable on the court with the way that they play. All right. Do my Sixers, who, by the way, are homegrown, Embiid, yes. Simmons, homegrown, do they have any chance to beat the Nets? All right. So this year, Joel Embiid has done a couple of things. He got himself in better shape. He took care of his fitness. I don't think he's just eating two hamburgers and a milkshake every night. I think he's worried more about his diet. The big thing will be, can he make it through – a season and playing most of the games. If he does, he's going to have a great chance to be MVP. He's averaging 30 and 15, which is remarkable. And right now he's, he's had five games of 40 points, 10 rebounds, five of them. The rest of the NBA combined has had four. That's how good he's played. I think they could do it. I'm a bit, I love Ben Simmons. I don't care that Ben Simmons doesn't shoot three pointers. The guy can defend. He's big. He's athletic. He gets to the basket. Doc Rivers has done a good job. And Tobias Harris has been that borderline all-star this year. Ross, remember, if the Nets play Brooklyn, the matchup problems, obviously, for both teams, the Nets have been unable to stop Joel Embiid. That will be a big issue if those two teams meet in the playoffs. Uh, I certainly hope so. I'm even getting folks on chat row like Brian Guido say, has there ever been a larger group of unlikable players on one team or what? (laughs) So shout out chat row. Fair or unfair, Frank? Well, I understand it because Kevin Durant left the small market Oklahoma City Thunder and he went to the Warriors, who were already an established team and were coming off a 72-win season. And this is what I don't get from Kevin Durant. You wanted to go to Golden State, and it worked. You were a two-time Finals MVP. You would have won a third title had you not blown out your Achilles. And you left a great situation. You left Steph Curry, and you're kind of rolling the dice here in Brooklyn. Now, things are kind of set up for them, and if he's healthy, they're like I said, they could make a run. But I think Kevin Durant, if you listen to him, in these post-game interviews, he's been incredibly humble. He has a box score in front of him, and when you ask him a question about the game, he knows why the team won, why they lost. He's just very much engaged, and he knows. I'll say this too, Ross. He knows that if this doesn't work out, he knows it's going to be on him. So for me, he's been fully invested in this team. All right, you mentioned Embiid and the MVP. Uh, I'm curious about LeBron because for so long people were saying – LeBron MVP, LeBron MVP. It almost feels like, Frank, from afar, that LeBron's playing every game because he wants to win the MVP. And I like it. I don't like these guys that sit out games. I like that he's playing. But is he chasing the wrong thing? I mean, is he chasing the MVP at the expense of what might be best for the Lakers long term? Well, you're definitely onto something because if you want to be MVP, you have to go for it. And I think that's going to be the thing with Embiid. You have to play in the games this year, especially at 72, and LeBron's only missed one. And I think LeBron, he obviously cares about his legacy. To me, he is setting an unbelievable pace. And I think in a year, and you were just talking about Tom Brady before, the reason why these guys can play at this level at this age is because, number one, they keep their bodies in tip-top shape but they still want to win and they love competition. And I give LeBron a lot of credit. He's accomplished more than any active player right now in the NBA. And he still wants to win MVP. 
and he wants to win one more championship, and that's all that it's about for him. And it's somewhat refreshing to see. And as you know, these guys now, Tom Brady, LeBron James, they play the game at a different level mentally. They're just so much smarter than the rest of the players. So why walk away at a time when, let's face it, you kind of have things figured out. But I think it'll be interesting to see over the next 20 games, if LeBron wants to be the MVP, Ross, he'll keep playing. If there comes a point when he says, you know what, I'm not going to be in tip-top shape for the playoffs. I'm going to back off. I think LeBron will decide whether or not he's going to be MVP this season. Check him out on SiriusXM NBA Radio, the starting lineup. He's on Around the Horn. He's on PTI. And he is the studio host for the most unlikable team in NBA history, <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets. Thank you, Frank. Go, go Penn. Beat Princeton. Take care. Oh, you know what? I wish we could even say that. I wish that was even happening. It's such a bummer because as an Ivy League guy, the Ivy League basketball, that's like the one time you get a chance to, to play against the big boys. It really is a little disheartening that all these other mid-majors get their chance to be out there, but the Ivy League guys don't. Yes, Paulie. Is that just Ivy League tradition that the football season is all about winning the Ivy title and it's so important? And I, I think that's why they do it, it because the, the they Ivy want, tradition. Well, well, for football, they want yes. the, the Ivy League championship to be the be-all, end-all. The all. pinnacle. Right, but... I'm, I was talking basketball. Well, okay. You, for those who don't know, Ivy League football stops when the Ivy League is decided. They don't even have a playoff. It's just it's a regular season thing, right? Correct. You are not there. The Ivy League football champion does not play in the FCS tournament, which but, is a shame because there are years when Harvard, Yale, or my alma mater, Yale, a Yale years had ago. some good teams. Dartmouth, McLovin's Dartmouth boys Jay have Fiedler. had some good teams. I mean, they, they should have the chance. I, I don't understand the argument that – we're trying to compete to be the best we can be, but let's not let these guys show they can be the best they can be. Yes, Paulie. You're recruited when you play football in the Ivy League, but there are no traditional scholarships. Is that correct? Correct. It's need-based financial aid only. But so they, they help support you through the admissions process, which, it, which means McLovin got into Dartmouth based solely on academic merit. <laughs> Very true. And uh, the valedictorian in my high school had 1550 SATs. My senior year did not get into Princeton or Harvard. I got into both. So I was aided by being recru a recruited athlete. That's kind of what you get for going there, right? That's You still have to have good grades, good SATs, but that's that's sort of what they are offering, and I, I took them up on it. Speaking of taking up, up, up on it, we're going to have a segment next. It's called Football Questions with Meathead James Vanderbeek. And there might even be a chance that Ross Tucker, that's me, interviews Meathead James Vanderbeek when we return. 41 minutes past the hour. It's the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Athletes everywhere turn to CBD for relief and recovery, but with all the products claiming to do different things, it's impossible to decide which is best. As one of few brands that oversees the entire production process, from their farm in Oregon to the product that arrives at your door, Lazarus Naturals keeps their ingredients simple and transparent. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results for your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Discover how CBD can help you reach your full potential as an athlete. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, the cleanest source of CBD for athletes and sports fans alike. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Each week, writer and comedian Amber Ruffin responds to the news of the day in a way that only she can. Catch new episodes of The Amber Ruffin Show every Friday, streaming exclusively on Peacock. This is, well, obviously I haven't been in the man cave, the new man cave, so this is like sort of my my Peacock debut. Although I come on with you guys as a guest a lot, but my Peacock debut as a host... I kept trying to think of creative ways to tweet at Ross Tucker NFL that I was making my Peacock debut by shortening Peacock. Careful. And none of them really were able to pass the uh, the sniff test there. <laughs> none of them, none of them quite made it through. By the way, let's get to this Meathead Vanderbeek thing. I still don't think I look like that guy, by the way. You guys really think I look more like Putty or James Vanderbeek? It's it's your forehead that looks like James Vanderbeek. You you're you are you're a big person with a big head, and you know not it's it matches your body. You have a normal size. He actually has a, a head that's too big for his body. Yours matches your body. You're big. There's something dude. about like our eyes or something. We we both have smaller eyes. I don't know. At any rate, go ahead, McLove. What were you gonna say? Just say it. 
Oh, it's the shape of your head. Yeah, it's uh, Vanderbeek. It's identical. Got it. Maybe a little bit about the jawline. Fritzy, uh, when Fritzy tweeted last night that I was filling host, somebody replied with this with this gif of Vanderbeek crying. (laughs) 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 It was amazing. All right, we're going to go around the room. Everybody gets to ask Meathead Vanderbeek one question. Go ahead, Fritzy. Carson Wentz, what should Colts fans' expectations be going forward in Indy? Such a good question. Um, Seriously. I would put, I'll put it into percentage buckets, Fritzy. The percentage chance that he gets back to being a top five quarterback like 2017, maybe 5%. The percentage chance that he gets back to being somewhere between 7 and 12, like 2018, 2019, I'd say 25, 30%. Then the percentage chance that he's, one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL again, like last year, I'd say 10 to 20%. The rest of it's in the middle there. The rest of it's like 12 to 20. The biggest, the biggest slice of the pie is he becomes an, a, an average to above average starting quarterback, a top 20 starting quarterback. But, I mean, he was really bad last year. I mean, it, you know, I watch every Eagles game. I do the Eagles games on preseason TV. He was tough to watch. And I like him. I know him. That was tough to watch. Paulie? All right. I know this trade was a month and a half ago. We moved on to many other things. The Rams gave up Jared Goff, who got them to a Super Bowl, was part of a team that got right. them to a Super Bowl. I think they gave up two first-round picks and a third-round pick to get Matthew Stafford. Right. Did the Rams give up too much, and how much did they improve, if at all, their quarterback situation? Well, the Rams, in my opinion, overpaid. And a lot of people said... Well, they had to do that to get rid of the Jared Goff contract. Well, wait a minute. The Eagles got a, a third and what's going to be a second, maybe a first, for to get rid of Wentz's contract. So why did the Rams supposedly have to give up an extra first-round pick to get rid of Goff? And here's the thing. I think Stafford is probably somewhere between 10th to 12th best quarterback. And I think Goff is... 15 to 20. So is that giving up enough to move up that incremental? That incremental improvement, is that enough? I think it's really simple, Paulie. I think the Rams think they can win a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford. They don't think they can with Jared Goff. They think that that incremental difference is the difference. And if that works, that justifies every trade. You know, if they win a Super Bowl, it's all over. Correct. The trade is great. doesn't matter. I also think, you know, they're trying to get luxury box seats out there and sell tickets, season tickets. I think there's a lot to that. Seton, go ahead. I'm going to break the rules and ask you two questions, oh. but they're on the same topic. Okay. If you're Drew Brees, how much are you really thinking about coming back right now? Okay. And if you're the Saints, how much would you consider having him back? I don't think Brees is thinking about it that strongly because he would not have changed his contract for the minimum if he was actually going to come back. He, he altered his contract for the minimum. He would not have done that if there was any chance he'd come back. Gives him no leverage, right? As for the Saints, if Drew Brees wanted to come back for the minimum, I would love that. Come on back, Drew, for the minimum. Got that awesome head of hair now. You're working out. You're pushing things up roads. Let's do it. But he's not going to do that. And they're already letting go of Janoris Jenkins, 
Quan Alexander, Emmanuel Sanders. Everybody always gives the Saints so much credit for their cap gymnastics. I mean, they just let go of three starters. You're three pretty good starters, too, by the way. McLovin? Who's starting for the Eagles week one, and how many games are the Eagles going to win next year? Jalen Hurts will be their starting quarterback week one. And, you know, the thing that's interesting about the Eagles is they have a chance to be really good up front on both sides of the ball. Like if Brandon Books and Lane Johnson are healthy, then their O-line is going to be good. And their D-line, you know, they still have Barnett and Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and Hargrave came on at the end of the year. The Eagles actually have a chance to be competitive really the whole year based on how good they are up front both sides of the ball and the fact that the NFC East is not all that great. Speaking of that, by the way, how about the fact, I guess the Cowboys are the favorites now? I want to talk about that when we come back because there were some very interesting things that Greg Cosell said on the Ross Tucker podcast yesterday. Is he the only person in the galaxy that thinks Dak is better than Russell Wilson? We'll find out when we return here. Meet Friday edition of the Dan Patrick Show. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.